0: back on Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak alongside Steve Geller. We are back on our schedule, baby. So let's move on to the next topic, which is, you know, who else is out there that wants to work hard, (laughs) right? Because again, everyone gets obsessed with big names, but it's not always about the name. It's about, are they at a point in their career where they can A, do the work and B, are they willing to do the work? Like you saw with Kiko Alonzo last year. He was, he admitted he wasn't willing to do the work after one day and, reti- and went to retirement because he was like, nah, I can't do this. I, I'm, I'm not into it because you have to be invested. And I think that's why when you see these big names out there, that's the question. It's not, can they still play a lot of the time? It's like, okay, are they still in that mode where they're willing to put, the, you know, the game ahead of their own
1: best interests? Yeah, that, uh, And it's a little he, more complicated than people think. You brought up Alonzo and yeah, he was just like, forget football, forget this heat. I'm out last year. Yeah. Well, I mean, and good for him, right? Like I think it would be a lot easier
0: to just take a paycheck and play badly. Yeah. Right. Um, And he was like, no, I'm not going to do this. It's not, it's just not going to work. And, you know, I guess being honest with yourself is a positive trait and he was honest with himself in that moment, but there are a lot of other free agents out there. And so we were, we went through, you know, yesterday and today to try to kind of identify one or two or maybe three names of guys who could be potential fits on this Saints roster there's obviously a lot of injury questions that we don't have answers to yet, and maybe you get into camp and try to figure that out before you make any signings. But the Saints do have money to spend if they want to. So, Steve, who are a couple names of guys that you that you pulled out of the heap uh, that could benefit the Saints if they brought them in?
1: Yeah, the big one for me, and I think is an easy, you know, fit, and you can you can tell probably right off the bat. I'm going to linebacker, and a guy like Juan Alexander, who's been around here before. I think is has got the experience. He knows the system, obviously, too. Uh, the relationships with the Mario Davis and some of the other guys uh, seems like a, a perfect slide in and fill kind of, you know, that depth position. I'm definitely not expecting him to take a starter's role. Yeah, And just a guy that can give you those valuable snaps in a, you know, a reserve type of performance. You're not going to be relying on Quan Alexander, every single down. But he is someone, even though he's frequently injured. When he is available, I feel like is someone that is a great, great contributor on the roster, and plus, just a a, a great voice for the locker room too. Not someone that you know deters anybody. Is as one that uplifts other guys in the locker room. Would be pretty legendary. Um, <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> And,
0: you know, the Saints team obviously does love to bring guys back. Right. So I don't think that's out of the question. You know, to his credit, he played in all 17 games for the Raiders. I'm sorry, the Raiders for the Jets last year, started 12 games, 69 tackles. Nice. You know, like he was productive. uh, So, you know, I don't think if you're looking at it and saying he just doesn't have it anymore. I mean, he he proved that he could stay healthy last year at the very least. So I could see that. I do think that if if that was kind of on, in the cards, you would probably heard rumblings by now. So who knows, but that's a good one. I have a couple more at linebacker. I think there are guys out there at linebacker who could be potential fits if they get down to it and say, you know what, I, will, I am willing to sign to be on a good defense to back up a Pete Warner. And, you know, this guy's Miles Jack, I think is really intriguing. He's a guy who Doug Marone knows very well. He played for Doug. In Jacksonville, when Doug was the head coach, so you know, I don't know who know. I don't know if their relationship was good, but any connections like that usually are helpful. So he's a guy that I think would be interesting. He had 104 tackles last year for Pittsburgh. He's very athletic. He's only 27 years old. I think there's some more to mine there. Then the other guy is Zach Cunningham, a guy who's been hurt. You know, he might be a guy you bring in for a tryout and see if he still has it. Maybe bring him in. Either way, I think that that's the kind of if you're looking for a veteran addition, I think you're in the right realm there for sure is linebacker feels like the position. You definitely need a veteran to kind of shore up that group. And it's the position where I think there are veterans there to be, to be taken advantage of. If you do find yourself in need of one.
1: Yeah. And another one for me uh, with some questions along the offensive line with guys, I'd be looking, you know, for, for someone there as well, a name that stood out right off the bat on the, the, the still the free agent list, Was kind of surprised to see like a George fan still out there. I think he could be a good swing tackle for this team if you need him. Pretty good guy, guy that's seen plenty of starting experience too. And uh, if he's willing to take, you know the the pay, I think would be a good rotational piece for you. Kind of kind of deal.
0: Yeah, you know, I I'm not willing to go anywhere at offensive line yet. I think the offense in general, I wasn't able to identify any like clear fits, and the reason is until I see some of these players on the field and kind of can assess where they're at and what beyond their health, I'm not going to make any big decisions at offensive line, right? If you get into the second week of camp and you just don't feel like Trevor Penning has it, especially as a starter this year, then I think you do have to start making some moves. Um, You brought in Billy Price. I think that shores up the interior offensive line. So I think you're good there. And then it's just a matter of how Caesar and, and Trevor come back. Same at wide receiver. I'm not adding another piece at wide receiver, And unless I'm not comfortable with where Mike Thomas is, because I think if he's there, then you have the pieces in the room. And like, sure, a guy like D-Hop would be great, but I don't think he's in the cards. Same thing with tight ends. Like, I'm not messing with tight end. I think that position is clean. Quarterbacks are not doing anything. Running backs, you're not doing anything unless unless you end up with a full season suspension from Alvin Kamara or something like that. And then we're calling
1: Dalvin Cook up.
0: Yeah, right. No, and I mean, it, like, seriously, if if suddenly you find out that Alvin's missing an entire season or maybe even has to go to jail or something like that, like, you just don't know right now. If there's six-game suspension, I think you're sitting there, but that could change. But either way, right now, I'm good on it. The two positions that I think you probably are going to find them trying to trying to add some bodies at is just, I guess, one, which is the defensive line. I think you probably could serve to add... One more defensive tackle and one more defensive end. Linval Joseph, I know he's up there in age, but I think he could be a good veteran addition. Just a run stuffer. And I think that's probably, of, of all the bodies you have, what you are lacking is just a big dude who can just eat the run behind Colin Saunders. Like, he's going to start, but what happens if he goes down? Who fills that role? I don't know if you have a guy right now who can do that. And that maybe a Shelby Harris, who was in that trade with the Broncos last year and the Seahawks, I believe. And then defensive end, Yannick Ngakwe's out there, nine and a half sacks last year. Robert Quinn and then Al-Khadeen Mohammed, obviously a member of that crazy 2017 draft class, has been productive, is very stable. And it's just you're talking, I think you're just looking for another rotational piece where if a Peyton Turner doesn't take that step forward, you're not relying on him completely. Um,
1: but to me though, like somewhere on the
0: defensive line. I think you could serve to add a piece or two.
1: Yeah, I I, I totally see where you're going there. And I, 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 I agree like the offensive line, there's still, yeah, too many questions of uh, with Ruiz and, and penning to maybe make that move to add that body. And I, I feel that way too, with defensive end or the line, you know, you're expect, we're expecting this breakout year from Peyton Turner. If we start seeing, you know, maybe some questions in camp or that injury bug keeps popping up against for him, do they then make a move at D-line or do you think they maybe that's something they address right before camp? I'm not sure they'll address anything before camp. And, yeah, and the agree. reason
0: being, you're healthy right now. Right. So anyone you bring in, you would have to cut somebody, right? And I think if you were going to cut somebody, you would have done it already. Like they already signed Billy Price. They cut Yassir Duran. They signed the two wide receivers, Lynn Bowden and Kiki Kuti, QT – And they cut Malik Flowers. So, like, I think if you were going to make that decision, you probably would have done it by now for the guys who are out there already. I just think, especially on the defensive side of the ball where you are healthy, like there's no real concerning injuries on the defensive side of the ball. Anthony Johnson is the only player that hasn't really been out there. And I don't even know, you know, he's a UDFA. Like, it's just, it's just a guy. So, I don't think, I think if you're bringing in a name like this, especially a veteran name that you know what to expect and it's more just can he get the work done kind of deal I think you're probably talking two or three weeks into camp and maybe if someone does suffer an injury if Peyton Turner does have that prototypical week-long absence because he'd stubbed the toe right like then you say like, okay fine we're gonna bring somebody in and we're gonna at least try to light a fire onto the guy but yeah for now I think you're safe
1: Out of all of them to me, that's I I jumped at linebacker first just because that's the one spot I could see maybe an addition before camp kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I think if, yeah, I agree with you because that's just a position that I just don't know if you have the numbers there right now. Right. Like, you are in a position where your best option to back up Pete Werner is Anthony Orgy, who I like, but is still a UDFA. Out of Vanderbilt, like Nephi Sewell, who? What are you doing? And that's just not what I want to see. <laughs> Granted, you know we're talking about a position that may, or like a player that may never get on the field if there's health at the linebacker position. But I mean, this is the NFL. Like, are you you can't bank on health. So yeah, I, I agree with you. If they're going to make a move prior to camp, it's going to be to bring in a veteran linebacker.
1: Yeah, we were so confident uh, a year ago, and I know we're confident right now in this Saints corner group, and we see we saw what happened where that, that, uh, they got absolutely decimated because of injuries.
0: Yeah, and the difference this year at linebacker is, you know, last year I think whether you expected to see what you got out of Caden Ellis or not, he was a, a long-term piece of that group. You trusted him. Yeah. And he outperformed what you probably expected. But you still felt okay when Pete Werner went down and like, okay, we're going to put Caden in. That's the plan. Right now, I don't know what the plan is. Like, you don't have a guy like that that you've been developing. It's like Alex Anzalone would be that guy. He's gone, right? Like, like there's all these pieces that have gone out the door. Quan Alexander, Alex Anzalone, Caden Ellis, that you really don't have that guy you trust. And you don't want your season to be impacted by the fact that you're throwing a guy out there who's getting torched because you didn't prepare for it. So I think we're on the same page there. Um, if, if the Saints had a linebacker, I would be happy about it.
1: No, and obviously... Uh, you know, you look at the list of free agents and to see DeAndre Hopkins and Dalvin Cook, you kind of, like, rub your eyes a little bit, like, wait a minute, what's going on? I mean,
0: that's the case every year with some of these players, right? Like Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry. Like, there's guys that kind of hang out. Like, Jarvis Landry's a free agent right now. What if someone gets hurt in camp and and suddenly it's like, hey, Jarvis, you you want to try it out again? And I wouldn't be surprised. But there's going to be so much that gets determined. This is kind of a... uh, silly conversation to get into at this point because until like the injuries in health are going to dictate so much but yeah. I do think that we've, we've I think those are the two positions is defensive line and linebacker that feel the thinnest right now and so we can wrap that segment up but we're going to come back we're going to talk more about Chris Alave and expectations for him. He did an interview with Jim Rome, so we're going to listen to some of that. This is Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore He's Steve Geller at Steve Geller. WWL, you can follow the pod on Twitter at Saints underscore pod, not to be confused with Saints pod, which does exist. It's not us. Saints underscore pod. And uh, yeah, we'll be right back.